Good evening, everyone. We are live. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. This is Big Marcel. This is the MMA OB Daily Podcast. Marcel, how's it going, man? Glad to see your face again after a week away. How's it going? Uh, there's one one person is happy to see my oh, face yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, all good, man. All good. Um, they're kind of a quiet weekend, right? Um, yeah, I know people were like watching the KSI fight or whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I watch some CFFC, which is fun always, you know. But um, yeah, that's it. Kind of a kind of a laid back weekend. A lot mm-hmm. of other stuff to do. So it's always good to have a weekend off. And you yourself had a had a great weekend, right? I did have a good weekend. You know, it's crazy, right? Because we don't get many, like, off weeks, Marcel, so I want to take advantage of it. So I'm a complete dumbass, but it worked out okay. I'll tell you why. So four months ago, I bought tickets to a concert for Friday night. And then a month ago, uh, me and Anita booked uh, a, a trip at a resort, and I completely forgot about the concert, so I couldn't go to the show because I tri- booked a trip to the resort. So I ended up giving my dad the tickets. He went with his friend, and he told me this crazy story about the concert they went to, which was awesome. I missed it. But... I had a great time because we went to this nice resort called Blue Mountain here in Ontario. It's a couple hours north of me. Just a really nice place for us. So it's like a, it's like a ski village, but it's in the summer, obviously, so there's no skiing going on. But it's really nice. Tons of people there. Had some really good food. Had a good time. Got some swimming in. Hung out with the family. It's just good, man. Like I didn't. And here's the thing, Marcel. I just needed a, a weekend away, not to think about MMA too much, just to clear my mind, just to relax. So it was good. But I'm back. I'm ready to go, guys. I'm excited to talk about uh, UFC Paris today. So that's what we're going to do today. Two podcasts, but the second one's going to be short. Like It's completely optional if you guys want to join us for that one, but it'll be right after this. We'll basically go over the fight announcements that uh, Marcel have on his page for like the upcoming cards and some news and notes or whatever like that. Um, and we'll also recap uh, Contender Series on that one as well. But for this podcast, we're going to talk about UFC Paris. And we'll do uh, we'll do contender as well, Marcel, at the end of the show. So we'll do this for an hour, and then the next one will be like half a show, like Marcel said. So let's get to the comments, guys. Glad to have everyone here. What's up, Glenn? Yeah, just to answer your question, Glenn. So it's like one and a half, like like Big Marcel said. What's up, Steve? How's it going? Good, man. I'm doing well. Yeah, Marcel, I was going to ask you, like, did you think about going to the show in Paris? Did you think about it? So the thing is, like, I'm uh, I'm working for Eurosport at that moment, so uh, they're all like, already like going four or five people to the to the show there. So they don't just really need me, you know. And there was like there was like also kind of a thing with uh, being. Uh, so there are a lot of media there, you know. It's the first Paris uh, event for the UFC is in France, so a lot of people are there. So it's difficult to get like. Uh, certain access and that kind of stuff. So I don't want it to be uh, to be a pain to ask. You know, I, I'll go maybe to another event with them and then work there. But uh, for this event, no, I have to let this poem pass. It's okay, you know. It's, Fair uh, as long as I can do my work, it's okay. Fair enough. Antoine, what's up? What's up, man? We had a good weekend. Just talked about it. Went to a nice resort, chilled for a couple of days. It was really good. Like I said, though, I'm a dumbass and double booked myself, so I missed the concert I'm supposed to go to. So. It was good and bad. I just really want to go to that show, but I, it's my fault. So it is what it is. What's up, Bonnie? How's it going, man? Do you guys think uh, it's next for the winner in the event? Uh, we'll talk about that, but I mean, I don't think they get a title shot, you know, especially Gone because he just got one. Maybe Ty, if he knocks him out. I mean, you could really market him, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. One, Raphael Stotzel, Adams, Chester, Swag. Dude, I am so hairy, man. Like, you know, it's just it's just hair everywhere, dude. It's it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. You know that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin where they're, like, ripping the hair off the guy's chest? That is that is totally me, Marcel. You've seen that movie, right, Marcel? Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite movies. What's up, Gorilla? How's it going, man? Fresh cut. I cut it myself, like I told Marcel. Save money this way. I Dude, I used to spend, like, 
quite a bit of money because I was getting really nice haircut from, from before, right? But I'm like, you know, I'll do myself. So save a few hundred bucks over the course of the year. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Sure. And I feel clean. I, I feel I feel good. So I mean, I just bought some. What do you call that? That uh, for clippers. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's, that's what I like. I, I think I I I spent forty forty five yeah. bucks on it. Yeah, dude. I, after three uh, barber shop visits, I have to be already out of it. You know. So I know, I know. It really pays itself off. It depends what kind of haircut you want. If you just want it short like me, it doesn't really matter. You know. Um, but yeah. Do you guys think either fight could have their own race champ? Both showing on for heavyweight. He's talking about Gone and Tubisa. Definitely, it's definitely possible. Um, we'll talk about that fight in you know about forty five minutes from now. Looking forward to talking about that. Says uh, Blades. What's up, Tristan? Yeah, your boy Khalid Todd representing. Uh, actually, is he representing Germany? I think he is, right, Marcel? So no, he's German. He, and, he's right? representing Lebanon. I oh, think. Lebanon. Okay, and then we have, but we do have uh, your boy, the the uh, the D Dutch guy, is representing Germany for some reason. No, um, he's representing the Netherlands. It's just a mistake. He said, okay. I asked him. I asked him. <laughs> well, we do have Abus uh, um, Magomedov. Yeah, Magomedov and uh, Dustin Stoltzfus is German. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he lives there, so yeah, you got actually. You got Nasrat Hakparas as well, but for yeah. some reason he's representing Morocco. This There's time. more German fighters in the card than Paris fighters. Jesus. Yeah. Um, I'll just do against the winner main event. The wrestling is so good. And obviously striking looked good for that 15 seconds of last fight. I mean, he, he's competitive with those both those guys. I, save the questions, Antoine, for when we break it down because I'll, I'll forget. But if you want to ask them again during the main event, you're welcome to. Okay, so like I said, we're going to we're gonna uh, preview UFC Paris and then we'll do contender. But I'm going to go through Paris with Marcel first. And I'm looking forward to talking about this with you, Marcel. So just as I always ask you, Marcel, like, what are your initial thoughts on the card? Obviously, a lot of injuries. But what are your initial thoughts on this card? First of all, I love Paris. I've been there when I was 15. It's an amazing I, I want to go so much, man. I've never been there. <laughs> it looks really nice in the pictures and stuff. It's, it's nice, really, right? That's really beautiful, you know. And yeah. The thing is, like, if you're younger, you know, you're 15. We went to, I don't know if you know Louvre, that the museum. I've heard of it, yeah. That, that's, I've, I've read the uh, Da Vinci Code, so I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the Mona Lisa is there. Yeah. But, you know, if you're 15, you don't give a fuck about art. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were just hanging there and seats. And the teachers were like, you got to see this. You have to sniff the, the his history here, you know. And we were like, fuck off. We just went sit and relax you know and if you think now i was also at the Versailles palace if you think now I, we we had to do something outside of the gardens and inside of the palace you know and uh, we were split in two groups one group did the inside and one group did the outside that was my group the outside and uh, after that we just uh wrote from each other what what was over so we didn't went inside never think about it now it's like what a dumbass you know i could have been inside the palace it was so beautiful when i see it in pictures but I just couldn't give a shit when I was 15, you know? And we went to, uh, alongside the Moulin Rouge and that kind of stuff, the red light district in France, and that kind of stuff was fun, you know? But, um, yeah, it's beautiful. But about the cards, the, let's get back on topic, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm not too, I, I don't think for the casual fan, it's a great card, you know? But I think for people who like to watch MMA a lot, I think it's a, not a bad card, you know? There are a lot of new newcomers, uh, fun prospects mm -hmm. on this card. There are a lot of uh, there are French fighters on this card. I think there are certain French fighters missing on this card, but there are French fighters on this card. A lot of European fighters, uh, guys who have problem with with visa issues or something who can fight on this card. So it's it's okay, you know? It's it's a fight night. It's a first round of Paris, and it's not a pay-per-view. So I think it's an okay card. I would, I would give it, on paper, give it a seven, probably. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I think there's some really good fights, and then there's some, you know, let's be honest, there's some throwaway fights, and, and there's a lot of newcomers. I actually had to do more tape study for this card than, like, any card recently because there's, like, half these guys are debuting, right? And I didn't yeah. really know a lot about them. And girls, too, I should say. 
I also feel like the boat order is a little strange. And I talked about this on Twitter today. I really don't understand why Imavov and Buckley's on the prelims. That is one of the best fights in the card. That it absolutely should be in the main card. And, you know, people have responded, including a couple of MMA managers, they responded to my tweet saying, well, it's because UFC wants people to watch the prelims too. But there's no ratings really because it's ESPN+. Plus. So yeah. you're not getting ratings out of this. Are you really getting more people to subscribe to watch Buckley and Imavov? It doesn't change anything. It actually doesn't change anything because they'd be watching the main card anyway. So I just don't really understand the argument for this card. There's certain cards I understand an argument for, like where you put a really good fight on like the um, ESPN prelims, Marcel. I get that. But ABC in this case, prelims. it just doesn't make sense, honestly. What do you think? Are the ABC prelims? I understand that as well, you know. But ESPN Plus, it's like the whole card is in the US and ESPN Plus. Exactly. So it's like it doesn't change yeah. anything. I know. I agree completely. Anyways, let's just get into the card because. Uh, Start it off here, man. Actually, there's one last question. <laughs> this guy said something about uh, the red light district to Tijuana. That's funny. And Glenn's <laughs> talking about the, the card. He thinks it's just okay. All right, let's get into it, guys. I'm looking forward to talking about this with you. All right, let's start off with the first fight, which is a replacement fight. Stephanie Agers filling in. Our short notice for Zara Farron against Aileen Perez. Um, and the odds for this one are very, very steep, Marcel. Very steep. Minus 330 Agers, plus 275 Perez. Uh, let me start this one off, Marcel, because I got to be honest with you. I didn't really know much about Aileen Perez um, before. Uh, this card, so I, I wasn't too familiar with her. Did the tape study? I think she's a really good prospect, man. I think mm -hmm. she's got a lot going for her. You know, good everywhere. Uh, really good ground game, obviously. That's where she's won most of her fights, taking her opponents to the ground, beating them up on the ground, getting them out, pounding their, their faces in. Her last fight, I mean, she beat the girl so bad that the corner stopped the fight. Um, the one loss she had was she was beating the girl really bad, and then she just, she just was stupid and threw an illegal knee. It was basically like what uh, Luis Saldana did a few weeks ago and lost the fight, although he didn't lose this fight. He had a draw. But the point is, like, she's really good, actually. I think she's very good. I just do question the competition a little bit. A lot of, you know, fighters that aren't good that she's fought. That's that's the biggest question mark for me. But I do think she's a good prospect, man, from Argentina here. And I, I think, you know, she could do well in the UFC because she has a good ground game. Um, and also, she has fought a lot of fights at featherweight, too. And this is a featherweight fight. We should mention that, Marcel. Because uh, I believe with the short notice, Marcel, that's why it's, uh, it's a featherweight bout. So... Mm -hmm. Edgar's moving up, although she is a strong girl. Anyways, I saw about Edgar, obviously coming off a, a bad loss to uh, Myra Bruna Silva. And I watched the fight again this morning. Yeah. I, I, I really hate the, the way the fight ended because it was just so unsportsmanlike for her not to admit that she tapped out when there was people watching from outside the cage that saw her tap. And it was pretty clear that you wouldn't let go of that unless someone tapped. So I just think it was really lame for her to like act like she didn't know how to speak English all of a sudden. And, like she just ignored what the referee was saying. Like Chris Ioni's like, did you tap? And she just like didn't say anything. He's like, all right, we'll go to the replay. Then they asked the judge and she loses. So that's disappointing for me. But the other fights, you know, she looked okay. The Cortez fight, her first one, got a grapple by a really good grappler, which could be a worry here because she is fighting a girl who's a grappler. And when Shana Young and Rose Clark, though, she all grappled them, right? Obviously, it's the judo background. So I think that judo background is the key here to this fight because – you know, she is fighting a girl that's very good in the ground, but will she be able to get her to the ground because of that judo background? I'm not sure. So if it takes place in the feet, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I think Perez is aggressive, but, like, doesn't have a great striking uh, acumen. Neither is Edgar either. So I feel like the odds are really high, guys, for this fight. I would I would pass on this one personally. I'm going to pick Edgar, obviously, because she has the experience, and you know, she is favored for a reason because of that judo background because she has wins in the UFC. But I did like what I saw from Perez, and I was tempted to pick her myself, but ultimately I'll just go with Edgar here for the pick. But uh, I think it's dog or pass, man. I, I think Perez could win this fight, guys. And the odds to me are, are really crazy considering she took it on one week's notice. So give, give me your thoughts on this one. What do you think about Perez, if you know anything about her at all? Yeah, I think it's on one week's notice. By the way, it was 145 from the start because 
I don't know where I, the was first. I think it was said 135, and then uh, somebody, I think somebody from the from Argentina said no, it's 145 from the beginning, and then Perez reacted and said yeah, it was always 145. So uh, for Agar to go to 145, one, one or one and a half weeks notice or whatever, you know, it's not 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 very very great. I think mm-hmm. uh, Perez are only lost that illegal that, uh, that with the DQ against Tamiras Fidal, who's also in the UFC right now. Um, you know, Agar, Agar is she, she's not consistent. You know what I mean? She's not yeah. consistent. Um, she didn't look good against Myra Bueno Silva, in my opinion. She looked bad against Tracy Cortez, very bad actually against Tracy Cortez, in my opinion. But then she looked good against Shana Young, but I don't think Shana Young is really UFC caliber. And Jessica Rose Clark, man, that was such a quick fight. I mean, she looked good in that fight, but Jessica Rose Clark. Yeah, she 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 got beat with an armbar. Um, I feel like I'm taking the dog here, man. I, I don't blame I, you I at all. Like, I think she yeah, has a good I chance mean, to win. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, why not? I think I think she has a good chance to win. Even I, I would take her, man. I, I think she drags her to the ground and she finishes with ground and pound, man. I think even the first round or second round stoppage, man. I think it's possible too. I mean, I, I really like what I saw from the girl, but again, I really do question the competition, guys. Like that's. That's the problem. I do watch a lot of regional MMA because of one of the websites I write for, I do regional MMA. And the number one thing I see in regional MMA is if you have a good ground game, you can beat pretty much anywhere in the regional scene. And that's what I'm seeing from Perez. But she does look strong. She does seem, you know, she's young. She's improving. So I think she could win this fight, especially because of the full, the full camp, short notice situation for Edgar. But again, the lack of UFC experience, the lack of good opposition, that worries me. So I'm going to go with the... Uh, the favorite here, but it's by no means a, a safe pick. I would not bet on on Edgar in the spot. It's Dogger Pass, and I don't blame Marcel for taking the shot. Let me get some comments, guys. Uh, Glenn, I, I I agree. I mean, that's what I saw. Like again, she looked great against this competition, but it's low level competition. Having said that, sometimes it, people people are just really good fighters, and they're fighting who they have to fight. You know, so she's good. Um, Edgar wins. She's momentum craft no contest. It's not no contest, right? It's it's a it's it's a loss. I, I, hey, Moise, how's it going? I, I see what you're saying, Moise. Um, I don't know. Like, there was a judge right there, though. There was a, literally a judge beside the cage that said that she tapped. I think it was Ron McCarthy. That's John McCarthy's son. I don't think he would lie about it, you know? Then again, she, you know, it's not fair to accuse her of lying necessarily. I don't know. I, there was two other people. Apparently, it was two other officials, too. It was the judge and two other officials saw her tap. That's what I heard right about it. Can we put this to bad? It's 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 mean. It, it's not uh, it's not even interesting really to talk about it. I think you know it, it happened. It, it's not any big thing to have. It's not a title fight. It's not yeah, a, you're a right. contender fight. Whatever you know. It's like yeah. uh, you think. This, you think this girl could sub her then? Like because she did technically get sub. You think? I Perez think it's possible, but I go with a TKO. You know, I go. With that, that's how she wins a lot of her fights. And again, if you just look at her record. I, when I looked at Perez's record, I'm like, oh, she must be a striker. Then I watch her fight. She's not a striker at all. She's a grappler. She just finishes people on the ground with grounding pounds. So you get some comments here. What's up, Alex? How's it going? Glad to have you here, man. Uh, as always, judges going to be watching that weasel. Egg. <laughs> it's funny. I, By the way, I've never seen the poll of the judges. That was the first time I ever saw that in that fight. That was strange. <laughs> Ron McCarthy lied to get, her to, to get Egger to Bellator. <laughs> Jordan is great. We're going to talk about him in a few minutes, Charles. Uh, hey, Alex, how are you doing, dude, after yesterday? <laughs> it's all good. That's funny. Okay, let's get to the next fight here, Marcel. So we're, we're – uh, yeah, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We have Christian Quinones taking on Khalid Taha, Marcel, in the UFC Bantamweight division. And interesting fight here. Um, odds for this one, 
Taha minus 130, Quinones plus 110. What do you think, man? Yeah, to be really honest, man, I'm really surprised why Kalita is a favorite. You know what I mean? I understand he has the UFC background and he's been long in the UFC. And um, what's his name again? German guy here in, in, in the chat. He's going to be upset with me. Tristan, <laughs> dude, you're going to be upset with me again. But uh, listen, man, Kalita, not a bad fighter at all. Don't get me wrong. I think he's solid. But be, I think he's... I wouldn't give him to be a favorite, you know. If you look at Christian Quinones, I think he's a, he's kind of a lethal guy. I really like to see him fight, you know. Uh, had that fight against a Chinese guy, long, long, long. What's his name again? Long something in the Contender series. It was it was a, it was an okay fight, I think. Um, kind of a low level bantamweight fight here, in my opinion. I think it's like kind of like a 50-50 here. I, I, I tend to feel like go with Quinones, you know, but uh, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if Taha wins, but I'm going with Quinones just to annoy Tristan. Just kidding. It's just my gut feeling. I think Quinones wins the decision. I'm picking up Hugh Marcel, so it's, it's both of us here with the uh, consensus dog. I, I thought I was going to pick Taha because I kind of forgot Quinones, right? And then I watched his fight in Contender and it was okay. And then I watched his fights in the regional. I mean, he looked good. And here's the thing, like, Unlike Perez, who's really fought questionable opposition on the regional scene, like you should look who Quinones has fought. I mean, they're guys with huge records, like he's beaten most of them. I think he's pretty good, man. I mean, he has been finished a couple times, but overall, like pretty good fighter. Um, tall, long for the division, obviously. Uh, pretty good striking, decent ground game. And Taha, you know, it's not bad. Obviously, he's got some UFC experience. He has some power. We saw that against Boston Sammy, knocked him out good. A lot of quick knockouts, though. That's the thing, you know, and... It's good and bad. Like, he can knock you out. But the thing is, a lot of the fights that go long, he loses. The only one he really won that went late was the fight against Bruno Silva that he got caught juicing after. So it just makes me wonder. And since that uh, steroid uh, test, Marcel, he hasn't won a fight. So, I mean, it just makes me wonder a little bit. It makes you question the guy a bit. Um, he's definitely a, a decent fighter. He's, like I said, got some power in grappling. And he could win the fight. But I, I do favor Quinones a little bit too, Marcel, you know? Because I think overall he's the better fighter. And again, I think he has a little bit more upside being the, the younger guy here with, with the longer reach and the height. So uh, it's a close fight. The odds are kind of where I expect him to be because obviously Taha has the experience in the USC. So I figured he'd be favored. But I'm, I'm leaning towards Quinones. And you think a decision? Is that what you said, Marcel? Decision? Yeah, yeah, decision. It is short notice, man. But here's the thing. Um, he was supposed to fight last month against uh, Yusuf Salal. So he's been ready to fight. He had a visa issue. Like Marcel said, there's been some fighters with visa issues on this card. I think Abus is another guy that had some problems yeah. with the visa. So it is definitely something to, to keep in mind. Obviously, I don't like picking short notice fighters, and I, and I did it twice already, and it's not like I want to. But in this case, in this case, unlike Edgar, who really is taking a short notice, in my opinion, like Chris Cronona's, um he was trained for that fight last month. So I figured the UFC probably told him, Hey, stay ready. You're going to get a fight really soon. Mm -hmm. So I figure he's been training for a fight. So that, that's my reasoning for this one. Uh, you feel the same way about that? Or? Yeah, he was supposed to fight Zalal, I think, right? Yes. Last month. Yeah. Let's get some more comments. <clears throat> Juan, I'll, I'll answer this question in the next podcast. We, we just want to get through the, to the, uh, the breakdowns, but right at six, we'll do the second podcast for any questions you guys have. I'll take any questions. Oh, the podcast not going to be Mondays. Yes, five mm -hmm. five to seven on Monday. Khalitov reps Lebanon. He's born and raised in Germany. Speaks German. Correct. Yeah, I, I actually uh, listened to an interview of him yesterday with I think with what's that for fighting sport de was in German and he's speaking a bit Deutsch, but not a lot. So, but I can understand it. But speak it is very bad. I had 
uh, German for like four or five years in school. So I can understand it, but talking it like this. <laughs> right on. Christian, uh, short notice traveling Europe, jet legs real is. He thinks Tala wins. Fair enough. I mean, it's this close fight. You know, I, again, I was leaning Tala until I watched the guys' fights again, and I'm like, you know, this guy's pretty good. That's why I'm picking him. Torrin Brown, what's up, you subscriber? Glad to have you here, man. Glad to have you here, buddy. Welcome. Short notice for Kuno is finished. Oh, gas and finished. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. I think, honestly, of the two fighters, I feel like Tala would gas more, but. You know, Kristen, I could be wrong about this one. It's, it's a close fight. You look at the odds. It's I think it's the closest fight in the card, right? Oh, DiCirico and, and Copyloft, actually. That's a pick em. So this is the second closest fight according to the odds makers. So what's up, buddy? How's it going, sweet scientist? And uh, jet lag, that's interesting. It's, a, it's always something to keep in mind. You know, anytime there's travel involved, right? So it's definitely something to keep in mind. I believe it was going to be – oh, he's talking about Gon. Yeah, he's great. Okay, let's get to the next fight here. Benoit Saint-Denis against Gabriel Fly Miranda. A guy, another guy, Marcel, I'll start this one off too, because I I literally never heard of this guy. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'd never heard of this guy before before he was announced for this fight. So watch his fights. I think he's good too. You know, he's not bad. Like they signed some good fighters to this card, even though they're not big names. He's got a good ground game too. He has quite a bit of experience. Um, he's an MMA Masters guy. That's Jim, it's kind of hot right now, right? Obviously, you have Nate Landwehr's been killing it since he went there. Here's my problem with this guy. The, the most of the competition, some of the losses he's had are to good fighters like Wagner Hosha, the former UFC fight, for instance. But a lot of his fights are against like nobodies. And even like his last couple fights, like you can't even really get any information on the fights. Like you can't even see like what weight classes and stuff. And like you, just a lot of misinformation. Like un, there's just like there's a lot of unanswered questions about this guy, in my opinion. So he does have a good ground game. A lot of his wins are by submission. But now he's going against Benoit Sandini, who also has a really good submission game, as we know. All his wins, basically, except for one, are by submission. The other ones are by, by stoppage. We saw against Zaleski how, how tough this dude is. He's also fighting in Paris. We should mention he is a Paris fighter. He's only 26 years old. He's getting better. He's improving. The other guy's also fought a lot of fights at featherweight. This guy is a, a real lightweight. So that's something to keep in mind as well. And the other thing I was going to say is, Marcel, he didn't want to fight in this car. Remember that. He was like, nope, I'm not fighting in Paris because I'm getting married. Somehow he, he had, I guess he shifted his wedding back a week or something. Yeah. But that just shows you how bad this guy wanted to fight in this card. I think he'll show up and do well in this fight. He is a big favorite. I forgot to say the odds. I apologize, guys. Minus 265 for Benoit, plus 225 Gabriel Miranda. I think the odds are bang on. I think he should be a, a decent-sized favorite here. Um, the, the question I have for myself is, like, how does he win, though? Because, again, Miranda, a lot of his wins are, are by uh, submission. A lot of his losses are, like, knockout or decision. It's, it's been a while since he's been submitted. I don't think he's ever been submitted, right? So... I still think this guy could do it, though. I think Santini's ground game is good enough to, to possibly submit him. If not, I think he could just kind of grind him out. I got to go with Santini, Marcel. I think it's the safe pick here. Um, again, you know, fighting at home, there's a lot riding on this fight. He needs to get the win here, and I think he will. So Benoit Santini, I think he gets the job done. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. You know, the funny thing is I was uh, checking the records uh, like yesterday or the day before, and I saw a fight in the Santini uh, uh, record. I was like, I was there. Which fight? Which one? Uh, the one against Arthur Chapaniak, his second fight okay. at yep, Stardown yep. in Belgium. <laughs> I was there. I was like, oh, yeah, he fought on that card. I completely forgot. It was also a title fight as well. So, um, yeah, he, I mean, Saint-Denis, I mean, most people probably remember him because of that uh, beatdown against Zaleski with, uh, with uh, the horrible ref, remember? Yes. One guy's uh, actually coming from Brave, right? So, um I feel like Miranda, I always like Miranda also in Brave. You know, I think he's, he's, he's a good fighter. He's a decent fighter. 
although I would favor Benoit Saint-Denis, definitely in front of his home crowd. Uh, and he looked good in his last fight, dude. I think he looked solid. Uh, lightweight is a good weight class for him. I, I, I'm picking him. I don't go with a finish, but I'm going with a decision win for Benoit Saint-Denis. Yeah, he's never won a decision, but this could be the fight where he does. Because, again, it's all matchups, right? He's fighting another grappler. So I think it's going to go to the ground. It depends on if Miranda can stop the, the, uh, the submission attempts. Maybe he can, you know? I think the guy's decent. Moist thinks that Miranda round one finished live, possibly. Possibly. This guy's pretty tough, Benoit, man. I mean, it, it, you're right. It's different because his submissions and, and knockout. But remember that fight, Marcel, with, with Zaleski last year? Like, you couldn't put the guy out. Like, you just couldn't yeah. get him out of there. And the ref should have stopped it, obviously. Miranda's mustache looks tough as hell, but I guess that dude. He kind of looks like uh, Eddie Wineland, I think, a little bit. Like, that same kind of, like, old-school mustache. Uh, I see your question, Aloko, but again, we're just gonna we're just gonna go through the preview. We'll save all the questions uh, that are not Paris related for after this show because we're gonna do a second one at six just to take like questions and fight announcements and stuff like that. Bonus podcast for you guys. Okay, let's get to the next fight here. According again, I'm I'm using UFC stats. I should say Marcel did post the boat order, and then like an hour after he posted it, they updated on UFC stats. Marcel, I don't know if you noticed that, but it's good to see. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, this is the fight I mentioned earlier. I mean, I really again, guys, I don't know why this fight is is buried because it, to me, this is like the most relevant fight other than like the first two fights in the card, top two fights, I should say. Um, this fight is great. Nazarene Imavov against Joaquin Buckley. Odds for this one. Uh, Imavov is a decent sized favorite here. He is minus two fifty five, plus two fifteen for Buckley. So give me your thoughts on this fight, Marcel. We already talked about the boat order. We both don't agree with it, but just give me your thoughts on the fight. People were replying on my Twitter the whole time. Why is Buckley on the prelim? I was like, guys, Imafov is the A, a sign, not Buckley, you know? Um, Buckley is great as well, don't get me wrong. Uh, Imafov, ranked middleweight, uh, good fighter. Had one hiccup in the UFC against Phil Haas, who like kept taking him down or kept trying him to keep him on the ground. Pretty much tried to dry hump him in that little fight. And it worked for him, you know? Um, all the other fights, he looked good. You know, I really like Imavov, what I saw so far. Uh, definitely the, the Shabazzian fight was really good from Imavov, I think. And uh, the four that the Ian Heinish one was also very good. So um, now I'm fighting Buckley. And Buckley is kind of a guy who's like, he has now a three-fight win streak. And he did look did look good against Duraev and against Ar Arroyo. wasn't that great, I think. He got the finish late. Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, very close. Right? I even think I scored it for Abdul Razak, if, if I can remember correctly. was a split decision. Could have gone either way, I think. But I think they can mention as well, he lost to Alessio de Chirico. Was that a fluke? Maybe. You know, I don't know. But uh, still, he lost to him with, with a head kick where everybody was convinced that Buckley was going to knock him out went the other way. Um... I think Buckley is a fun fighter, for sure. But I think Imafov is just a level above him, to be really honest. You know, I think he's much more completer, better on the ground, in my opinion. And his stand-up is just more crisp. I think Buckley has more the knockout power than Imafov has. I think Imafov is just a little bit more patient, you know. I think Buckley always goes for the kill. And Imafov is more looking for the openings and trying to get you away, get you out of there. I'm taking him off here, you know, and I think he, he there's a big possibility he can finish him. So I think a TKO in the second round would be possible. So that's what I'm taking. I really like this fight. I like both guys a lot, man. I think they're really good, but I just feel like Imavov like is really legit, like really well rounded, obviously. And I think he's me, Marcel. He's one of these guys that I'm not saying he's going to win the belt, but I think he'll fight for the belt at some point in his career. Uh, you agree with me? You agree with me on that one? Yeah, it's definitely possible, man. I think he he look, he's evolving in his fights, even. You know what I mean? He looks better every fight, so it's definitely possible. He, he's 27. He's super mm -hmm. young, so 
I think he's one of the better middleweights in that like bottom half. And again, when you have guys like Uriah Hall retiring, it allows these guys to kind of move up in the rankings a bit too. I think he's really good. I mean, he's looked great in the UFC, other than like you said, the Hoss fight, which again probably should have been a draw to be honest with you. Like he's looked yeah, great. I yeah, so I think he's looked wonderful and Buckley's looked good too overall. I mean, Buckley's really surprised me, man. I gotta be honest, ever since when he came over from Beltor, I'm like, this guy's not that good, and he gets destroyed by Hall, and I'm like, all right, exactly what I thought. And then you know, since then he's he's did well. Four of his last five wins are by, by knockout, obviously, and, and he's won bonuses a lot of the time. So devastating knockout artist. He obviously has a puncher's chance in this fight against anyone because he has so much power and a kicker's chance too, I should say, uh, Marcel. If you look at his stats, I mean, he's got uh, six knockdowns in, in, in the UFC. I mean, it's pretty impressive, but he's also been knocked down three times himself. So I think his chin's not great either, you know. I think Imanov can finish him, Marcel, honestly. I, I think he can get him out of there. Um, I, I I don't think this fight goes the distance. What You don't think so either, right? I don't think so. Do we have odds on that? Odds on this fight not going. Fight not going distance minus 190. I don't think it goes the distance, guys. I think someone's getting finished. I believe it'll be Imovov finishing Buckley. But again, there is always that chance Buckley could catch him with something like a spinning yeah. attack or something. I just don't really see because I think Imovov is just really well, uh, just well-rounded and just good defensively. Obviously, like you said, fighting in front of his hometown, right? Like, it's crowd. So I think that'll help him out as well, Marcel. Um, I, I, again, I just really think this should have been the main card, especially with him being from well, fighting in France. He's not obviously French birth, but I think I think this fight should have been the main card. Uh, I think it's one of the best fights in the, uh, on the card, and I don't think it's going to go the distance. I'm going involved by Tico. That's my pick here. Get some comments. Heinrich and Shabazz are the hardest people to beat. This is a step up for me. Maybe, but I mean, those guys were ranked. I mean, I think Edmund maybe still ranked. I'm not 100%. He's Heinrich not Shabazzi. anymore, but he was back then. So was Heinrich after he knocked out Mearshart. He was ranked. So he did be ranked guys at the time. Right now, they don't look as great, but at the time, with Buckley, like, I mean, I think he's looked good, but he has no no ranked wins at all, you know? Like, Durev was not ranked, so. I know what you're saying, Glenn. I mean, it's definitely, like, worth noting. Like, it's not the best competition, but it's I think it's a little better than Buckley's, personally. Anyways, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Next one here is Farazim against Michael Figlak. So, another uh, France uh, fighter here, Marcel, and Farazim on the prelims here against Michael Figlak. Although, this, this is more of, like, a prelim fight to me. Mm -hmm. Um let me start this one off, uh, yeah. Marcel. This one. Right. Okay, so first off, was Farazim not released by the UFC? Like a few yeah, months they got ago? him back. They got him so back. they did release him. Okay, all right. Because I thought I saw that, and I was like, I'm like, huh? Didn't they cut this guy? <laughs> um. Anyways, they brought him back. Obviously, it makes sense. They needed French fighters for this card, especially with like Figueroa and whatever falling off. So they needed some more. Brought him back on. I just think this is a really hard fight. So with Figlak. Again, I don't watch a ton of European MMA. There's just so much MMA, guys, that it's hard to watch everything. But I did watch the last Cage Warriors card because it was, like, one of these, like, big events, and they had a ton of fights, good fights on it. So I watched it. He was on that card, and he looked great against this Eggy Sardari guy. And I think his competition in Cage Warriors has been decent, you know? I think he's pretty good, man. He's undefeated, obviously, as a pro. His bro he has a brother, too. He also fights uh, Matausch. He's also good. So, I mean, they're two good fighters. Um, from from the same family, which is which is cool to see. Maybe his brother. You think his brother will be in the UFC one day? What do you think? It's possible. You know, it's definitely possible. I think they are good. I, I have my eyes on the Figler brothers in Cage Warriors, so I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he, he got the call. You know, and he beat my countryman Agi Sadari last time out. Yeah, and he looked so, good. Yeah, he looked good. In that he's really good, man. You know, um, I, I think he's really well rounded. The ground game is really good. That's where ZM struggles, right? His ground mm -hmm. game's not great. He got submitted by McKinney. Um, and two of his earlier losses were by sub. 
The Don Madge fight, Don basically pu pushed him against the fence, took him down a few times. Malarkey honestly should have lost that fight, and Jamie had a lot of advantage positions on the ground. And then the Luigi Vanderbini fight, he did win the first two rounds, but he got dropped and was backpedaling the all entire third round. That was that was a 10-8 round for Luigi. Should have been a draw. So for me, this guy's 0-3 and 1 in the UFC. I'm not impressed. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not impressed at all. You know, he's young, he's only 25. He can't make some improvements. He has a lot going for him. Like he's tall, he's long, he's got some striking, obviously, Marcel, but I think Figlak wins. I, I like Figlak quite a bit here, to be honest with you. I think this guy's good. He's well-rounded. He's solid everywhere. I think he wins a decision. What do you think, man? I'm with you, man. I'm with you here. I think Figlak wins as well. And CM hasn't impressed me at all so far in the UFC, you know? And uh, I fully agree with you that he, he should have lost against Malarkey. I was shocked when I saw that decision unanimous for CM back then. And uh, I also agree with the Van Ramini thing that uh, the third round should have been planning for Van Ramini. So, yeah, I feel luck. He's doing well. He, he got the, how do you say that? Um, the thing going for him. I can't get the word again, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm going with feel luck. So I'm also picking a decision here. Fair enough. Let's get some comments here. Figlak Styles EMs and we're talking about tape on UFC Fight Pass on Michael. Yeah, I watch his fights. I watch them on, there's some on YouTube too, but there's, like you said, because Cage Warriors on Fight Pass have a deal. He looks good, man. He's just good. And he can take guys down and, grind them out um he doesn't have a lot of submissions but that is how zm gets finished so it's possible this guy could actually submit him but if at the very least i think he just takes him against the fence and then takes him to the ground after you know pins him against the fence i should say takes him to the ground and grinds it out that's what i think happens so i'm with you boys i think they're both really good his brother um Mataos, he fought uh what was the guy he fought marcel um good question um, there's a big name he fought let me just double check because it's his loss yeah, right now uh, Ian Gary, that's who it was. Yes, so that's his only loss, his brother. So they're both really good. Um, his brother's a welterweight. So I think he'll be in the UFC eventually. He's on a five-fight win streak in Cage Warriors too, so he's very good. So I think both the brothers are, are really good, man. Um, and someone's talking about GM. Yeah, he was cut, but they brought him back for this fight. If he loses, maybe he'll get another one just because they brought him back, but I don't know. John, what's up, man? I, I like him too. I think he wins. I think his odds are, are solid on him. I, I like the odds on him too. He's not too big of a favorite, and uh, he did fight a few weeks ago. Rock Torque, what's up, man? I watched I the think, fight. I just mentioned I it. I watched the fight. <laughs> yeah, the day before the the London card. You know, so yes, London he looked and he looked good in the fight. He looked great, you know, and he looked great. And Cage Warriors is a, a solid promotion, as we know. Like, there's a lot of good fighters that come from there. All right, let's get to the next fight here. We got Dustin Stoltfus against Abus Magomedov. Abus Sipian. That's the long form, but I, I think he goes by Abus. And this is an interesting fight. Obviously, he's a good prospect taking on a guy with some UFC experience now. Minus 255, plus 215. And one thing I want to notice is um, Megamedov has been considered the best like middleweight in, in Germany for a long time. Stoltz is number two in Germany. He is obviously American by birth, but he, he lives in Germany. He considers himself, I think, a German fighter at this point. So you basically have the number one and two German middleweights going at it, Marcel, which I think is really cool. So what's your thoughts, man? I also feel like Stoltzfus is probably uh, from German uh, heritage because Stoltzfus is the German name. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's a, definitely a fun fight for Germany. <laughs> I think I, I know they are looking forward to it uh, because they're talking about it uh, all, uh, everywhere pretty much. Uh, Stoltzfus, uh, yeah, he finally looked good in this last fight, dude, against Wright Grand, finally, you know after uh, not looking good at all and all these other fights. Yeah, the Mershock fight was okay, but then he got finished in the third round, I remember. But um, 
yeah, he got that. Uh, he got that contender series win over Joe Five Five for where he mm-hmm. got that. Uh, this was a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, was it? yeah. He slammed um, in the guy like I think it was his arm or shoulder, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that. If you look at Magomedov, hasn't fought for two years almost, man. A lot of visa issues. Uh, got the last win was in KSW against an undefeated guy, which I wasn't really familiar with, to be honest. But I think his best run was at PFL, remember, where we went into the finals and lost to Lewis, uh, Lewis Taylor uh, with, a, with a very hard knockout back then. Um, the thing is, Stoltz Rusi really looked good in his last fight, but I feel like Magomedov is a more talented guy. You know what I mean? And if he still can bring back the fight spirit and the, the way he fought like two years ago. I'm picking Magomedov, man, and I even seen a finish in this one, you know, maybe a TKO later in the second or third round for Abu Supian or Abus Magomedov, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's a it's a good fight. You know, like I said, number one and two German middleweights is a good fight. I didn't know a lot about this guy. I kind of remember the fights from PFL, and obviously that fight with Lewis Taylor is not very very long. He gets clipped with a left hook and got dropped and brutally knocked out. Um, it, he was out, out too. Like, it was a really bad knockout. And that was a million dollars on the line, right? But the fact he went to the finals is kind of impressive. Yeah. I think he's pretty good too. You know, I wa- again, watch his tape. It's on YouTube. You can watch his fights. A lot of his fights. Not all of them, but some of them. And, and I think he looks good. He's well-rounded. Good ground game. And that's the thing, like, he has a good ground game too. And that's where Stoltz is good, right, on the ground. His stand-up is not good at all. So... I just think this guy can match him on the feet and then on the ground, like match him there too, if not beat him on the feet. So I think he's better overall. That's why I'm going to pick him. I do feel like the odds are a little bit inflated here just because I guess because of his record and the just the hype behind him a little bit. But I think it's a competitive fight. I just got to pick the guy. I, I wouldn't bet on it myself. Though. I'm going to stay away from this one, Marcel. It's a stay away fight for me, but I, I will take uh, Mega Madoff to win the fight. That's my pick in this one. Let's go to the next one here, guys. Uh, next fight is Charles Jordan against Nathaniel Wood. This is, to me, I think it's the best fight in the card. You agree with me? Um, uh, maybe Whitaker Fattori, I would say. But besides yeah. that one, yeah, this one, yeah. Fair one enough. Of- I mean, that's a great fight. I can't, I can't really argue with you. I just love this fight. You guys know I'm a Jordan Homer, obviously. But I like Nathaniel Wood, too. I like them both. You know, when I'm breaking down fights, like, I don't really care where the guys are from. It's always nice to see a Canadian do well, and there's not many that are doing well now, but, you know, it's not like by picking Jordan, I'm being a homer. The guy's fucking great. We all know that. He's a phenomenal fighter. He's had some really bad luck in the UFC with the judges, in my opinion. Four, uh, let me start this one off to you, Marcel, because I love this fight. So the odds, let me give the odds up first. It's minus 135, Jordan, Wood, plus 115. So again, one of the closer fights on the card, according to the odds. I think Jordan's had a tough run with the judges. Like, the Feely fight, okay, he probably should have lost that one. But the Kulubal fight, I did think he won that fight. I also think the Burgos fight, man, I'm still questioning that decision a lot. It really helped Shane out, though. I mean, it probably got him that deal. If he Just think Shane lost that fight. Would he have had as much negotiating power with his uh, contract negotiations? I don't know. With PFL. But either way, Jordan is – it's almost like it doesn't even matter what happened in that fight, the results. It's like the UFC is almost treating it as a win. And Don't you feel like – I feel like they're treating it as a win. Because he's fighting a guy coming off a win who was some momentum here in, in Wood. Who also, go ahead, go ahead. For me, Jordan is still in front of Wood, so I don't know if that's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. You know, they both fought recently, right? It was less than yeah. two months ago. So, like, I don't. I guess they didn't take much damage. It felt one like week. 
Woods fight one was week a in between. Bit, yeah. yeah, I felt like Woods fight was a little bit more of like a, a war, I guess. But Jordan didn't take much damage against Burgos. In fact, he was the one inflicting all the damage. And again, mm-hmm. it's crazy when a guy outstrikes the guy three times and loses. I still don't really understand that one. But either way, um, I think this is a great fight. I, I think they'll both stand and bang. But I just think Jordan's the better striker, man. I really do. I, I think he's got more power. I think defensively he's a little better too. And here's the thing: like Burgos, Arosa, those guys beat him with the grappling. I don't see Wood having success with the grappling being up at 145 in this fight. Um, I think he'll stay in the feet, and I think Jordan gets the better of him and wins the decision. I think it'll be a great fight. I think it's, like I said, one of the best fights in the card. Could be fight of the night. But I think Jordan just outvolumes him. Marcel and wins the decision, a clear decision this time, not one where we have to sweat it as much. So I like Jordan in this fight, guys. I like the price, too. Really cheap price on him. I, I think he wins the fight. What do you think, Ben? Charles R. Jordan. You're doing it great, then. Nathaniel, the prospect Wood. You should still go with Nathaniel Morningwood for the 6,000th time. Then you're doing it right. So um, I like both these guys. I think they're both great. Very, uh, uh, how do you say that? Uh, attractive, attractive? No, it's not the right uh, word. What do you say that? Entertaining fight to watch. Attractive. They're both look, look good-looking guys. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what I mean, you know? <laughs> Very entertaining fight, fighters to watch, you know? Um, I feel like Wood in his last fight, he had Charles Rosa. Charles Rosa super tough, but wasn't really competitive to me. You know, it was a fun fight, but it wasn't really competitive. If you look at Charles Jourdain against uh, Shane Burgos, was competitive, you know, very competitive, actually. I think um, uh, the third round, Jourdain did great. You know, did really good. Uh, first round, kind of 50-50. Second round, clear round for Burgos. So, yeah, what can you say? I, I, I don't think – what I said last time after that fight, he, he might have lost the fight on the scorecards, but he didn't lose any stock on that fight. If if so, he even get more fans out of it, you know. Um, good fight from Gomez with Jordan here. You know, I think he has more ways to win, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he doesn't come on the bottom, you know, in, in, on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. if he gets on top, you saw he, he could he could get Lando Venata out of there. If he, want, he wanted to do that. But uh, I expect also a standing battle. And I think Jordan is a little bit more sharper, a little bit more precise with his striking. So I'm thinking Charles Jordan here as well. I'm also taking a decision, by the way, not a finish. Yeah, I know Wood got knocked out by, by John Dodson. But again, that was the lower weight class. I feel like his chin's going to be a little better at this weight class. I think it's going to be a war, guys. I really do. But I just think Jordan's going to be too much for him, especially in the third round, Marcel. I, I think that third round is going to look really good in just like in the Burgos fight. Like the, the amount of strikes he landed in the last fight was just uh, obscene. Like, let me double check how many it was. It was just crazy. Like, Jordan's last fight. So he he landed 113 significant strikes. Burgos landed 42. There was grappling involved, and that's why he lost. But that third round, he outlanded him 84 to 26. That is insane. That's a 10 8 round, guys. Like, that fight should have been a draw. Um, Adam. Yeah. I gotta ask you, man, because I remember that uh, the two big prospects, I remember the biggest prospect from Canada, TJ Laramie, mm-hmm. actually a featherweight, and he beat Charles Jordan in uh, Antikyo back then. So there was a lot of more hype between TJ Laramie than behind Charles Jordan. If you look now at it, you know, yeah. both guys in the UFC, that's crazy, you know, yeah. actually, because Jordan Char- completely took that over, I think, you know. Yep. Many people are now would go, if, if they now would fight each other, for example, many people would go Jordan, I think, you know. People get, some fighters get better, some some don't, some get worse. Quite frankly, yeah. I'm, I don't want to, you know, be too harsh on, on TJ because he's had no, no, I'm not, tough, I'm not. He's had tough fights. He got caught after losing a seventeen in Minard. That's kind of for harsh. sure. 
I think now, they should have given him one more, you know, personally. Uh, for sure, man. The Menor fight, I was surprised to be really honest. The Pat yes, that was, I wasn't. That's a that's a loss, you know, he wants back, but yeah. Minner is a guy who can submit no, anyone, let's be fair. Absolutely no no head for me on Laramie, absolutely not. But I'm just saying, like yeah. when both guys came into the UFC, there was no hype between uh, uh, after Jordan, you know, and Laramie was. I completely I remember when he made his debut against Des Green. I'm like, oh man, he's gonna get smoked, and he did. Then he fought Duhu Troy, and I'm like, he's going to get smoked. And he knocked him out. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, maybe there's something here. And he's looked great since then, I think. Yeah. His record sucks, though, in the UFC. It's 4-4-1. But again, I think it's – he's better than his record says, Marcus. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, so in my opinion. By the way, the other guy that's knocked out Laramie twice, Alex Morgan, he's making his debut on Contender Series. So he might be uh, in the UFC, the, too. <laughs> this smart dude. He's now going with Alexander Morgan. Because oh, you have Alex, okay. Mor Alex Morgan is that uh, American football or soccer player, the, the girl. The girl, right? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Because I think I Googled him the other day, and I'm like, oh, the soccer player came up. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so I guess we have the same thoughts on that one. Okay, let's get to the next fight here, guys. William Gomez making his UFC debut against Yarno Ahrens. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Marshall, we'll talk more about these guys in a second here. The odds for this fight, Gomez minus 215, plus 185 on Aaron's. <laughs> um, best fight odds has him listed as William Gomi, Takenori's brother or something. But no, it, it's Gomez, I believe, right? Or Gomi, yeah, I guess, right? You, you, you pronounce it Gomi. Gomi, yeah. right? Yeah. But <laughs> they have it spelled Gomi, like Takenori, <laughs> which is funny. Okay, so the odds, like I just mentioned. Give me your thoughts on this fight because, again, I'm not, I wasn't too familiar. I am now because I, I did the tape study, but... What do you think of this Aaron's guy? He is a Dutch fighter, and then Gomi, what do you think of him? Go ahead. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Aaron's, I followed him since 2016, I think. Uh, I really know him well and talk to him all, uh, pretty often. Um, nice. He, he, he's, a, he's a solid prospect. You know, the only thing that that, that really is sometimes a problem with, with his fights is his takedown defense. You know, that that's the thing. You know, and he's not bad on the ground at all. I think he has a good ground game, but the state. A lot of the Dutch riders have problem with takedown defense, you know. Um, but I feel like he's he's overall he's a fun fighter. He, people love to watch him, you know. He was very popular in NFC, the German promotion. Um, he got he got a title there. He knocked out Max Koga, actually uh, familiar guy, Max Koga. After that, he lost to Mert Ashildirim, which he fought before, got a win against him. Then he lost for the title against him. I recently had that had that fight against uh, Alicia Abdullayev in the uh, Brave, where he um, had a bad first round, also with the takedown, and, and he got hold down. But the second and third round was much better, and he had that crazy throw that you can see on Twitter if you type his name in. Um, yeah, man, he's 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 a he's a fun fighter. You know, he's a stat. Most of the funny thing is, he I got I think I got two or three TKOs and five submissions, but he prefers to be on the, on the on the feet. You know, he's not really a ground fighter. Um, he's a fun fighter. Um, if you look at Gomi, Gomi is from an MMA factory, right? Uh, with uh, Cyril Gunn and uh, Ivan Vovaswell on this card. Uh, was supposed to fight. Actually, it's not really short notice for him. He was supposed to fight at the Aris card the, the day before. So he was already cut. He was already making, trying to make weight, and was in the camp. So, um, also fun fighter, pretty wild fighter. You know, definitely in the beginning of the fights, trying to knock your head off. Um, two fun prospects. It's, it's, it's difficult, you know, for me to, well, what I'm going to do here. You know, I think it's kind of a, it's kind of a toss up, you know. But uh, man. I'm not going to go against my countryman in this one, you know. I'm not going to do it. So I'm taking him with a decision. But I wouldn't be surprised if the other way around. I don't see yeah. a finish for either one. I think it will be a close fight, 50-50. Uh, pick him, in my opinion, and I'm going with my countryman. 
See, I agree with George. I mean, this is to me, this is a clear prelim. Like, I no offense, Marcel, but this fight should not be in the main card. No, he's your oh, guy, no. but this is ridiculous. I, I, the, the, it's it's on the main card because Gomi is French. Let's be honest. That's why. Yeah, it's but why not put like a guy that's like been in the UFC, like Saint Denis or you know even Z. Listen, uh, why is the Kiriko against Kopilov? Yeah, you're card? right. That fight also. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let me just give my thoughts on this one. So again, I didn't really know much about these guys, and then I watched the fights. Um, I think they're both decent, but I think Gomi's the better fighter, Marcel. I got to be honest with you, man. I I, I do. Uh, I think he's more well rounded. That's why I have to pick him. Um, I think he's just going to grind this guy out. That's what I think happens to your boy. Having said that, it'd be nice to see a, a really sweet knockout here. So let's see if the uh, the Dutch will bring in the kickboxing background here. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I think the other guy's just going to kind of grind him out. That's what I feel like happens here. So Gomi by decision. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, could be a good fight, but uh, I still really think this should be on the prelims. Just based on the, the fact that they did you'll see it was short notice too you know that's, I mean, that's the other thing so we last time I, I agree with you don't get me wrong last time we had horegi against lucindo and everybody was like I, yeah but i said that should be in the main car i said that fight would be good yeah that's just, true that's i true. really like that fight this one i'm not so sure about that's just my mm -hmm. my, my thoughts but again what's the point of crying about it right like talking to about, change uh, i, I agree with you man this, so yeah there I, are, I there, are there are fights like like for example even of buckley would deserve to be on this main card you know so i agree with you yeah yeah yeah, that's probably why Leslie was on the main card because he's the one who knocked out Buckley. But again, I mean that fight could be good, but it, that could, fight could that could fight could be terrible. We'll talk about it in a second here. Gomi, high fight IQ. I think so too. That's what I think. All right, let's get to the next fight here. John McDessey against Nazrat Hackparast. UFC lightweight division. Odds on this one. Hackparast minus two twenty-five. The bull, John McDessey plus one ninety. So another French Canadian on this card, which is nice to see. So we have two French Canadians here, and we've got the German fighter Hackparast. What's your thoughts on this one, man? Is he, yeah, is he French Canadian, John McDassy? He is. I didn't well, know. Didn't I? Well, I mean, kind of because he's he's from Halifax, but he basically he's like finding out know, a tri-star. Spent a lot of time in, in in Quebec. That's why I said that. But you're right. I mean, technically, I guess he's he's from Halifax, which is not. I was in Halifax. Remember the summer I went on my trip yeah. out there? So there's some French spoken there, but you're right. It's mostly English. But the fact, uh, like, I remember him from his time at Tristar. I think we all do. Uh, he doesn't train there anymore. He's training with, um, what's the gym called? He's training with that guy, Waldo Cortez Acosta, that gym, yeah, whatever, I know whatever that one yeah. is. So he's at a different gym now, guys. Obviously, he's bounced around gyms. We know that. He's He's been at quite a few, but that's where he is now. Anyways, give me your thoughts on the fight. Otherwise, I would go with uh, Jean Magdessi, you know? <laughs> Jean Magdessi. Uh, yeah, John Magdessi. Um, I remember when he came into the UFC, people were very high on him. He had that crazy spinning breakfast knockout against Kyle Watson. Dude, dude, I gotta, okay, sorry, I gotta stop you for that yeah. one. Just watched it again today because I was there at that fight. That was one of the first UFCs I ever went to. I think it was the second UFC card I ever went to. Kyle Watson didn't get off the mat for like 10 minutes. And I honestly thought I witnessed a death in person. Like it was so brutal. And watching again a replay, unreal. That card yeah. is one of the greatest MMA cards of all time. Just a phenomenal card. Like, so many classic fights in the card. So many classic knockouts. That didn't even get a bonus because he had Randy getting knocked out by Machida with that crane kick later on. So, just an amazing knockout. I just wanted to mention that. It was so crazy, man. Yeah. He was also, once he was uh, on the receiving end of a crazy knockout against Lando Fanana, right? I was at that one too, man. I was at that fight too. <laughs> that fight was crazy. Card. I was at all his fights. I've been at, like, maybe four or five of his fights in Toronto. But that fight was insane, too. That, that, that was the same with... Um, with you, Troy and Cubs Swanson, same card. So crazy. Yeah. 
he also some crazy fights, you know. So uh, Magdassi in, in his last five fights, he just only lost one. He got four wins. He got that win over Bahamandas, which would look really good now, you know. It was a good decision yeah. win. Uh, it was a close fight, not going to lie. Uh, if you look at Hakparas, the thing with Hakparas is he's a good fighter, I think, but every time he gets a step up in competition, he doesn't show up, in my opinion. You know, he got completely outstruck by Bobby Green. Uh, he got completely out-wrestled by Dan Hooker. Uh, the Drew Dober knockout, I remember. I, th I think it was a favorite going into the fight at a certain point, you know. Mm -hmm. He got knocked out. He got a beautiful knockout win over Joe himself. I give him that for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, uh, I remember when he fought Dia Casey in Hamburg. I picked him to win that fight, and many people were on Dia Casey. And that was maybe his best performance, complete performance in the octagon against Mark Dia Casey. He went to show it that night. And it was in front of his home crowd in Hamburg. Um, still... I think Nasrat wins this fight, man. I think he has the youth. I think he has the strength, and I think he has the technique to uh, to win against Magdassi. I think Magdassi is a super tough guy. I don't see Nasrat finishing him. So I'm going with a decision win for Nasrat here uh, after three rounds, obviously. Yeah, I, I think this fight's super competitive, man. I, yeah. I think this fight is really close, guys. I really do. Like, Here's the thing. Hackfrost has a lot of advantages. He's 10 years younger. I mean, you guys know I, I love that. I always almost always pick that. He's got the reach advantage, got the height, got the southpaw, all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff on paper that I like, but I don't – he's not really doing it for me, man. Other than that big left hand, like, he hasn't really shown much in the UFC. He's just an okay striker. His ground game is kind of non-existent, to be honest with you. Like, he's kind of one-dimensional. Now he's fighting a guy who, to me, is the superior striker on paper, a guy who can mix it up better, who has better striking defense guy who has more experience um he's only older that's the only thing against john mcdessey here is the fact that he's older and that could be the reason he loses but honestly the fact he beat bahamandis who i think is a better fighter than akbaras quite frankly that that's a huge win i don't know if really that fight was super close like it couldn't win either way but still the fact he won that fight is very impressive to me and like his only loss in the last five is to a guy who's former welterweight or now he's a welterweight i should say in trinaldo so a big lightweight i mean the guy's really good in my opinion striking like Throughout his career, like it's it's been proven hard to outstrike this guy. His weakness is the ground mostly. Yeah, of course he's been knocked out a couple of times by by Cerrone and Benada, but those guys are good good fighters too and with good striking, mm -hmm. and good knockout power. Um, Hakparas has got a left hand, and I just think McDessie will be too smart and will avoid it, man. So I, I feel like this fight is really close. I think it goes to the decision. We're going to be sweating the scorecards here, but I think McDessie could be more. Like vary with his attack, throwing more, throwing more kicks, and mix it up better and win the decision. So I'm going with the underdog here, John McDessie plus 190. I feel like this is a very close fight, and you can't almost two to one on him. I, I gotta take a shot on him here. So that's my pick, Marcel. And just some comments here. Ed. He also agrees the odds are off, and he agrees with you. So there's <laughs> kind of back and forth. Here. I mean, this fight to me is very close. I, I don't agree with the odds. I don't think Hackfrost has looked good at all lately. Again, has been against good competition, Marcel, but I also think Ignacio Bahamani's is really fucking good, dude. He's really good, bro. And he beat him. And he beat that guy. So that's huge. And I think if he beat, can beat him, he can beat Hackfrost, who I don't think is good. So that's the, I know it's not like the best way to break down the fight, but that's kind of what I'm looking at because to me, this fight is really close. DKC's only uh, half decent fighter hacker has to beat him four years ago. Um, I mean, Joaquin Silva's decent, like Marcel mentioned, but he's not great either, I guess. He's had some really tough uh, losses lately, like the Ricky Glenn fight, so really not that great. So I, I kind of agree with you, I guess. Um, both coming out, yeah, I mean, the, the layoffs too, right? McDessie hasn't fought in, what, a year and a half? So it's been a while. 
Hackprast, I didn't know he was he injured. I didn't even realize that um, he had fought earlier this year. I guess he was injured. Um, I just I know his mom died. If I'm not mistaken, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. that's happened as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's had some. He's had a you know some personal tragedy. Uh, I think it'll be a good fight, but I think McDessie gets the job done. I, I, this could also be a potential fight of the night. It could be is like it, the Bahamandi's fight, where it's just a war. You know, could no. Adam, people saying Nasrat is overrated, but it depends where you put him, man. I, I put him in between uh, maybe top 20, top 25, ooh, you know, ooh. around there. Hakparas, Nasrat Hakparas. I, I, I thought I, so too, but the last two fights have really kind of like maybe not like him as much. But I mean, he's good. He lost to two good guys, so let's be yeah, fair. Yeah, you know? so I mean. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with you. He is ranked higher than McDessie, but doesn't mean he can't win the fight. Oh, for sure. This, everything's possible, you know. It's a close fight, in my opinion, as well. I agree. Sure. And I think the odds are a little off. So you're getting almost plus 200 McDessie. I'm, I'm taking a shot on him. So mm -hmm. I understand. the uh, the age bothers me, guys, obviously. But it bothered me against Ignacio and he beat him. So broken hand. Okay, that's 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 worth it. That's uh, worth mentioning for sure. All right, let's get to the next fight here. we got Alessio DiCirico against uh, Roman Kopilov. I'm going to start this one off too. First off, the odds are a pick -em, minus 110 each. I believe those odds are, are correct. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because... I am having a hard time picking this fight. That's my honest opinion on this one. This is a really fucking hard fight to call, guys. Like, there's really nothing that separates these two, in my opinion, you know? Other than slightly more experienced than UFC for Kachirko, which is the reason I'm going to pick him. That's the only reason, though. Because I feel like it's super close. They're both super inconsistent. They both haven't looked great in the UFC. But again, Kachirko does have a couple wins. He has some knockout power, as you've seen. He has the ability to go the distance and win close fights, as you've seen as well. But he's still a hard guy to trust. And Kopilov has some power. We've seen that. But, again, hard to trust. So two guys are hard to trust. I don't think this fight should be so high in the card. I'm confused why it is. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm picking Dechirko, but it is not a confident pick. I could listen to an argument for Kopilov, and I would listen to it for sure. I'm just picking Dechirko because of the experience and the fact he actually has won in the UFC already. So that's, that's the only reason I'm picking him. What about you, man? Kopilov has been a total bust in the UFC, in my opinion, you know. Uh, I remember him making his debut against Carl Robeson. I think you picked him in that fight, actually, against Carl Robeson. Um, yeah. And he got submitted by a kickboxer, pretty much, you know. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? You know, I saw him fight in Fight Nights Global. He looked good there, and then he got submitted by a kickboxer. The second fight took a long time because of the visa issues again, and then he fought Albert Durayev. And he didn't look good at all either. You know, the third round got a little bit better because Durayev was gassed, you know, but still not good enough, lost the fight. The Kiriko, very inconsistent fighter. Sometimes looks good, sometimes he doesn't. For example, he looked good against Buckley, knocked him out, and then got knocked out by Abdul Razak al in within 11 seconds. So it's kind of a 50-50 fight. Um, but I'm no way going to pick Kopilov anymore. You know, I'm done with that. You know, yeah. the way he fought, I'm really not confident in him. And the Kiriko knows probably that he needs to win this fight again. You know, same goes for Kopilov, don't get me wrong, but I would go with uh, the Kiriko here. So I'm taking Alessio. I think he knocks him out in the second round, TKO. That's how he wins a lot of his fights, but I also could see a decision too, like a close decision. I, I just think it's a very hard fight to pick. I'm, I'm not betting on this fight. I'm staying the hell away from this one, guys. Staying the fuck away from it. Uh, Chirico's a weird guy. He is. They're both kind of hard fighters to, to, to bet. Dude, this is I, I agree. Yeah. It's minus, minus 110 each. It's literally the closest fight in the card. It's very hard to pick this fight. Don't you guys think it's crazy Benoit UFC three years after first ever amateur fight? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Especially guys that back in the day, they would fight for years and not even get a shot. You know, I can think of a lot of examples of that. So, 
he was pissed the world he beat Buckley. He was so angry. I think they gave him the bonus, but he, apparently he was like really pissed at Dana and Sean Shelby, and they were like, "Why is this guy angry at us?" Because we just gave him fifty k. So, yeah, I, I Grant Glenn, it makes no sense. Let's be honest. This is a good question, George. I'm not hundred percent sure. I, I don't know the answer for that. I I don't know. I mean, it's a great great question. He's asking about the judges. Great question. Uh, someone else is saying local judges. Maybe I'm not sure. Hundred percent. All right, let's get to the co-main event now. This is uh, one of the best fights in the card, obviously. Robert Whitaker against Mar Marvin Vittori. Awesome fight. Uh, two guys that have lost to uh, Adesanya twice. So it's just, it's just great matchmaking. It makes a lot of sense. Um, odds for this one are uh, obviously Whitaker's favorite, as he should be. Minus 230, plus 195 from Vittori. Who do you think wins? Or do you think the odds are a little bit high? What are your thoughts, man? Kind of, a little bit high. I would be more of, also a bit of, much of a 50-50 fight, I think, you know, because I think many people underestimate Marvin Vittori, you know, that's what I think. I don't think people overestimate Robert Whitaker, but they underestimate Vittori. Yeah. Vittori has looked good in many of his fights, I think, you know, the thing is, um, you saw again, against Paulo Costa, he struggled in the fifth round, remember, um, but he pulled through, you know, uh, this is only a three-rounder. For me, it's like, who would be champion if Israel Adesanya wasn't in the division? And now many people in the comments are going to say, Alex Pereira, Alex Pereira, Alex Pereira. But, I mean, between these two, I would say Whitaker. You know, I think Whitaker is, like, a very complete fighter, in my opinion. I really like what, this, what I saw from him. And he's fighting uh, smarter now, I think, as well. You know, he fought much more smarter against Adesanya. He still lost, but it was a close fight. Got him 48-47 for him. You know, it was that close. So, for me, it's like... You've got to take in mind as well that Vittori, Vittori is 28. You know, I think Robert Whitaker is a little bit older, not much, but he's a little bit older. So Vittori has maybe more upside to to keep keep growing. Still taking Whitaker here, dude. It can't go with Vittori. I think Marvin is great, but uh, I'm going with Whitaker and I'm seeing a decision win here. This one's tough too, I think, guys, honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as easy as it, as it seems, you know? I'm going to say that because I was talking to my, my good friend James Lynch. We, we golfed last week and I asked him his thoughts. And, and Cole Shelton too. It's, they both say Whitaker without hesitation. I'm just like, I'm not so as confident, you know? Me neither. Because I think Vittori's really good and I think he's underrated, man. I really do. And I don't think people give him enough credit. But that being said, I mean, Whitaker should have to take their defense, keep it on the feet. And on the feet, he's obviously the better striker, right? He should yeah. be. I think if this fight was five rounds, it'd be a little more interesting, to be honest with you. I think this fight should have been five rounds. I'll say that to you. I I, I would have preferred this was five rounds over the main event, guys. I, I get why they gave gone the spot, obviously, but I think this should have been the main event. I think it goes to distance either way. I think that's the better play here. That is minus 280, so it's a little higher, obviously. Or minus 220, actually, I've seen it out there as well. It's a little higher depending on where you get it, but I feel like this fight goes the distance most of the time. I would say it's like a 90% chance it goes the distance. You're getting like some positive expected value my opinion on that um i think whitaker wins but i wouldn't cap him as high as favorite i'd be like minus 150 whitaker so there's no quote-unquote value in my opinion on the line i do think he wins that's my pick by decision maybe that'd be the way to go instead whitaker by decision again that's even money so you're not even getting great I actually have to lay juice on it some books just in case the judges get involved and just in case vittoria does show up improved on the feet which he could I, I would rather take the prop on the fight going in the distance um i also feel like vittoria by decision at plus 350 is interesting because I think that's how he would win. I don't see either guy really knocking each other out. I just think it's going to be a really close fight that Whitaker probably wins because he's the superior striker. Um, I think it's going to be a good fight, but I just wish it was five rounds, man. I feel like for some fights like this, guys, we need those five rounds. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, but they, they want, uh, obviously, they want uh, Gan as the headliner, but I agree with you fully. 
for sure. Does anyone know that Whitaker injury? I'm not 100% sure. Because I know the fight got pushed back, obviously. Hey, Zishan, what's up? This is something I was going to mention. So Whitaker's talked about this uh, today, actually, on, on Submission Radio. He said he wants to go to 205. Um, not now, obviously, but in the future. And I think the reason why, Marcel, it's, it's simple. Because he's lost twice to the champ and he needs to do something else. Um, yeah. How would he do a 205? Not well, in my opinion. But having said that, when he went, moved up to 185 originally, fought Clint Hester, I'm like, this could be a bad match against a big, strong dude. And he destroyed him. He destroyed yeah. him. And he's look, he went, he became the champ. So, yeah, he's good. And I think he'll, I think he can actually win fights at 205, guys. I think he'd be better at 205 than like at Usman, personally. But go ahead. As honestly, I think it's the only time I pick against Robert Whitaker in the UFC was against Clint Hester. And yeah, I think about saying. it back. It's like, <laughs> why? I get that. Bro, you're you know? not the only one. I also did the same thing. I'm like, this guy's moving up in weight. He's coming off some losses at Walter. It's not going to look good. And then he looked amazing. So, <sighs> Marvin doesn't have power. Yeah, he doesn't have as much power. I mean, will he outstrike him in volume? Probably not. You know, but again, the judges do get involved. You never know. Game of Alvarez Whitaker Vittori in the future. Probably that'd be a good fight. And I think we could see it. Uh Vittori, Whitaker decision lock. No locks. No locks, but I think that's how it works. I think that, I think that's what happens here. And ima- imagine Kopilov wins against the Kiriko. Marvin will fight as a lunatic against yeah. Whitaker because Marvin uh, gets really angry if Alessio the Kiriko losses. I don't know if you know that, but that's true. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, now let's get to the main event. This is the last fight on this card that we're going to break down. Cyril Gaon taking on Tide to Vesa. Odds for this one, Marcel. Astronomical, minus 540, Gaon, plus 420, to I'm going to assume, I'm going to go to Lynn here and say you're you're picking uh, our, our guy here, Cyril Gaon. But here's a question for you. How does he win? I think that's the question to ask. How does he win the fight? Your thoughts. He wins the fight via TKO in the third round because tied to a face, I will be gassed after two rounds. Can I know? jump in? I completely fucking agree. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same I have the same thoughts. I was thinking fourth round, but I think third's possible. That's when he knocked out Lewis. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, listen, almost all of Ty's fights are ended by knocker, right? Almost mm-hmm. everyone. The Blagoy fight went the distance, that's it. And then Sergey uh, submitted him. That's it. I mean, otherwise he goes the distance or he gets knocked out or he knocks his opponent out, right? For the most part. So I, I completely agree with the five rounds. I just feel like he's going to get tired. And other than a puncher's chance in the first round, I don't really see him winning this fight. Um, I think gone. Just go ahead, go ahead. Kind of smart, dude. You know, you saw how we fought against Francis. Is that yeah. Francis found that that switch with with the wrestling? You know, because Francis would have lost if they kept standing. He's he's so technical, and it's crazy yeah. because. He's been not a pro for a long time in MMA. I know he wasn't kickboxing and Muay Thai, but still, you know. So. Yep. I'm thinking definitely gone here, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we're going to pick on. I, yeah. I'd i love to see if someone did take tie in the comments, if you guys are taking tie, tie by knockouts plus 600. I just – and I be, actually, Marcel, I bet on him in his last five fights, Ty. So I I like the guy. I have a good read mm-hmm. on him. I bet on him in his last five fights, guys. And he's won all by knock, including the Lewis fights. Which, remember I called that one and people were yeah, yeah, crazy? crazy. So yeah. I, I, I know this guy's good. He's got a lot of power, but – I still question the overall MMA game, and it's fighting like one of the most well-rounded guys. And again, gone seven and zero until he fought Nagano and lost a very close decision to the champ because he basically went for a submission and ended up on the bottom. That's what happened. If he stayed on top, he would have won the belt. You know that, right? He would have yeah. he would have won the belt. So he's great. I think he wins. And like like I said, the the, the question is, how does he win? I believe he knocks him out. Do you think a submission is possible, though? Because that's plus 400. What do you think? Well, I mean, why not? He showed it before, you know? And yeah. I don't think Ty's ground game is that great, so why not? I think you can submit him, too. So, I mean, that's the two options here. I don't see going the distance, guys. Either you go gone, knockout, plus 130, or, or submission, maybe sprinkle, plus 420. 
I don't see him going the distance. I don't think this fight goes five rounds. Maybe, but I, I don't. I just don't think Ty can go five. I don't. I don't think that's the way he fights. So that's my thoughts, and we have the same thoughts, really, which is interesting. Um, let's get some other comments here. People are like over under on the. They're kind of like, uh, you know, split on the over under. I should say, gone by sub is possible, man. It's very possible. Yeah, it local. I think it's possible too. Again, I favor a knockout, but the odds are really good on a sub. Very good. He did take him down exactly. He went for that submission and, and screwed up. Marcel loves gone because he's the head where he fights Dutch. <laughs> Kai shouldn't be ranked. I mean, he locked out Lewis, so but he has losses to guys that are ranked low, right? Like Spivak, he ranked yet, and he submitted him. Um, possible tie wins. He could, he could knock him out. He's a puncher's chance. That's plus six hundred for a knockout. But I think Gone wins. I don't think Gone won the fight, man. And then, I mean, I think a lot of us bet on. I bet on him in that fight, and I thought he lost 30, uh, 48, 47. Which they be better for Tyler Walkout? I'm blue Eiffel 65 or any LZ song. I don't do know not, who the second verse is, but that first song is like a classic, dude. So yeah, don't you know LZ? No, who is that? It could be uh, any song by him. She's a French uh, singer. She had a song, a song Malolita. I, I might know it. I know the other one for sure because I used to watch that music video with those blue guys dancing and stuff. So I know that one. Do I think Gon should have won in the golf fight? No, I don't think so. I think they got it right. All right, so that's it for. Um, UFC Paris, uh, man, I'm looking forward to it more than I was after uh, talking to you now. I always look forward to Mondays, man, where you do the podcast. Uh, I, I, you always get me hyped up, Marcel, even if you're not hyped yourself. All right, we'll take some other questions if you guys want, but I wanted to do the Dana White's Contender Series preview really quick, and then we'll do a, a second show that's a completely optional show for you guys to join, but we're just going to go through some fight announcements. But before that, we will do uh, Contender Series. Um, everyone weighed in successfully, is that correct? I think everyone's good to go. I so. think so, yeah. Yep, so that's good. No cancel fights or no people showing up way overweight. Um, <laughs> we actually have fights to go. Uh, yes, Marshall is on the graveyard shift. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty late for him. Um, cool. Was it 1 o'clock there? So it's, it's late. Uh, lock, oh, just answer this question quickly. I, I hate the word <laughs> lock in. If you ever heard me here, but it, it have to be gone. Um, and then <sighs> gone. I like fake lock a lot too. A lot. I said lock. <laughs> I like Saint Denis. There's a couple I like, but I think there's a lot of 50-50 fights, man. I really do. So, all right, let's get on this card, guys. Uh, let's go through it. Let's we'll start off with the uh, first fight. I'm going to share the screen here, Marcel, so you have a hand because, you know, again, we're not as familiar with these guys. Alex Morgan, the guy I mentioned, Alexander Morgan, it's Blake Balder. Um, odds on this one. Morgan, minus 210, Balder, plus 180. Quick thoughts? I'm just disappointed with Blake Builder. You know, I mean, if your last name is Builder, you go with Buddy. You go with Buddy. You go with Blake Buddy Builder. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, Builder. I don't know why you say it. I'm just kidding. Blake the Body Um, Builder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's an amazing nickname, actually, now I think about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's the CFFC champion, right? He got that uh, win over Rigivaldo Carvalho last time. Yeah. He's a solid fighter, you know, but on the other hand, the Canadian guy, Alex Morgan, is also a solid fighter. You know, I think uh, both guys are very good. The chess it's master. A fun fight. The chess <laughs> master, yeah, it's a, it's a good one, actually. I like it. Um, he's from TriStar, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, a good fighter as well. He got the la- his last loss against Charles Jourdain. Okay, that, that's okay. Um, yeah. Former, former uh, WBC uh, fighter. He fought, didn't he fight Aldo, this guy, I want to say? Is that the same guy? It's possible. I don't know. He, he, uh, yeah, possible. He has two wins over TJ Laramie, actually. So, um, well, he fought a guy named LC. What the hell? 
I'm thinking about a different guy, sorry, with the uh, Louis Snowgear guy. But he's fought who, a lot of, obviously. Who, who, who the hell is LC? Check him out. LC. Nothing. Oh, that's, that's Fabio Holanda guy. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it just says hidden. So I guess he wants to hide his name. I don't know why, but it's interesting. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Morgan? Your pick? Yeah, prob uh, probably. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you know what? He's fought a long time, too. Look at all the amateur experience. He's been fighting for a long, like, basically as long as I've been covering the sport, he's been fighting, which I have nothing but respect for guys who have been doing it as long as I have. You know, obviously, he's fighting. I'm just saying, I've been writing about this sport for a long time now. It's 12 years now. So, these guys that were coming up when I started doing it, I have so much respect for you. You can fight Kyle Nelson's amateur. Um, I think he wins, too. I, I think he gets the job done. You think he knocks him out? I'm more on the decision here. We'll talk about the other uh, last week's contender on the next podcast, too. We'll give our thoughts on the contracts. Victoria Dudakova against Maria Silva. Uh, odds for this one. Silva minus 265, Dudakova plus 225. What do you think of those odds? I mean, they're both undefeated, but the one girl's a huge favorite. What do you think? I agree, man. Maria Silva is legit. You know, we saw her last yeah. last year as well against Catherine Poprocki, also on the contender series. Um, I'm definitely going with Silva here, man. I think she, I think if she wins, she gets a contract. Yeah, I guess that'd be my pick, too. I'm not as confident as you, I guess. Um, I don't think Catherine Poprocki is good at all. I don't know if you saw – you watched the Ultimate Fighter. She yeah, yeah. Terrible on the show. I just don't think she's that good. But, I mean, again, she has more experience. She's undefeated, too. She's fought better competition. She should win. I just, I'm just i just not as confident as you, I guess. Um, I would pick uh, Silver, though. Rodrigo Lido against uh, Matosh Rebecca. Uh, by the way, I, I love that name, Matosh, by the way. Just a good name for, for a guy. Like, strong name. You got Matosh, minus 230. His opponent plus one ninety five. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm taking the Polish guy here, man. I think he's a very talented fighter. He's um, oh man, I, I also I don't know what I have there. Uh, tw he's twenty nine years of age. Okay, yes, look, look good in his fights. Uh, I saw I saw actually many of his fights. He's a really good fighter. Uh, I'm definitely taking him, man. Good signing he, by the UFC, eh? This one. Yeah, and he got he got a win over uh, Nasruddin Imamov's brother as well. So yeah, it was uh, a really good fight. Yeah. That's not nice. his brother. Oh, okay. I didn't know he had a brother. Oh, I guess I'm kind of surprised they didn't sign him too. I mean, he's on a two-fight win streak, but uh, not as good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this guy looks solid, right? Um, so let's just take a look at this opponent quick. Rodrigo Lidio. Um, don't know a ton about this guy. He is an LFA guy. Um, fought on that uh, LFA Brazil card, I guess. Just recently fought a lot of future future FC. Is uh, that's uh, it's not the Prochen. Uh, what's his name? Runs the guy with the big haircut. Uh, Johnny Walker's former manager. What's his name again? Uh, Lucas, uh, Lucas, that guy. I think that's his oh, promotion, right? Lucas Lucas. Yeah, that's his promotion, I think. Yeah. Right? Future yeah. FC. Yeah, so that's a good. You told me about that years ago. Good promotion, uh, but I still think that the uh, Polish fighter wins uh, quickly. Uh, Matej Panaz against uh, Cedric Dumas. What do you think of the odds for this one? Because you got Panaz is the favorite minus one fifty, but Dumas plus one thirty. That's the guy that has all the hype behind him. So I'm a little surprised with the odds. What do you think? The problem was with Penas. Penas is a former glory kickboxer, you know. Okay. So many people know about him. Um, he came into MMA, I think, in 2020, 2021. It's not too long in MMA. He got he got some good wins, you know. But uh, uh, how's his name? S.D. Dumas. Yeah. I, I think uh, Cedricus is his full name, right? I like his fights. I saw him fighting at Icon. You know, he's he's, he's entertaining. But his opponents he fought aren't that high level, in my opinion, you know. So that's probably why Panas is the favorite. Um, it's difficult, man. It's for me, it's kind of more of a pick him, you know. But if it stays standing, 
I would say to Dumas, take it to the ground, although he's not really a ground fighter, in my opinion. So uh, I understand why Panas is a favorite here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, then the last fight here, Marcel, the main event. Um, yeah. Last one we'll talk about for, for this show. Kasuka Kinoshita against Jose Enrique. Not too familiar with these guys. A any thoughts, the odds for this one? Uh, minus 200 on uh, Yusaku, uh, plus 170 his opponent. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of weird for me to be this be a main event, to be really honest. You know, I would uh, slightly, slightly favor uh, the, the Japanese guy here. But actually, these two are more unknown to me than all these others. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of weird they put this as a main event, but uh, we'll see. You know, I guess the matchmakers like them. All right, let me get yeah. some last comments here, guys, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Marcus, what's up, man? Me too. I like him too. Um, it's a cheap money line. I think he wins, so I like him too. Um, what else we got here? They're talking about <laughs> Elsie's probably known of Asker Askarov's alias. Is that is so funny? That's funny. I, I just look him up where he was, so I know who he is. His who name. is he? Lou Casanas. Okay, I don't know who that is. Me neither. What's up, Andrew? I haven't seen you in a while, man. Yeah, maybe he probably, he's fighting a superior striker. I guess that's what the odds are. I just saw that crazy knockout with that head kick and icon. That's that's kind of what I remember. All right, let's, let's wrap up this show. We'll start a, a short one if you guys want to join us. We'll just do some fight now. We'll do a recap of Contender. We're going to do a really short show, probably like 20 minutes max. Um, just plug your stuff quickly, Marcel. There's a lot of fun today, guys. Appreciate everyone in the, in the chat. Had a lot of people in the chat today, which is awesome. Plug your stuff. Let's get out of here for this one. You guys should be satisfied. You know, I sung a, a line of Alize for you guys in France. I spoke a little bit of German on the podcast. So uh, it's Big Marcel24 on Twitter and Instagram and my articles, Eurosport.nl. Uh, Mixed Martial Arts section. Yep. I'm Adam Martin on Twitter. You guys know uh, podcasts available on YouTube. I mean, Oddsbreaker, iTunes, Spot, all those places. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Appreciate everyone in the chat today. Bookies.com. I got my best bets out tomorrow. Uh, MiamiNews.com, got some news articles there. And then obviously, MMAOddsBurger.com, our home for all your MMA news and odds. Have a good day, guys. And we'll be back for the second show here. If you want, you can join us. Within a minute. Uh, <laughs> yeah, within a minute, we're going to start the second one. Uh, just with fight announcements and stuff like that. Um, totally optional. If not, if you can't make it, no worries. Back next Monday to recap UFC Paris and preview UFC 279. So I'll talk to you.